The Secret Shopper Files podcast is presented by Michael Sands, Darren Hunter, and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training. In each episode, we secret shop property management agencies at a location anywhere over Australia, New Zealand, the United States, or the United Kingdom and deliver our findings and results to you so you know how to dominate in your marketplace by competing better on service and value and not on fees. If you want us to secret shop your competitors, contact us at secretshopperfiles.com. Hi, it's Dennis Yusuf here from IGT and I've got Darren Hunter all the way in that screen right there and I am sitting next to the Michael Sands himself. Now, Michael Sands and Darren and myself, we're going to be speaking about the secret shopper. Darren, how about you give us a little bit of an explanation because you are the marketing king. Well, here's the deal is that we've been now doing offering what's called a secret shopper to an agency. They want to know what their 10 competitors are up to. And remember, guys, when we released this idea a couple of months ago, there was quite a stir. There was a lot of people that thought it was a great idea. We had some people thought, oh, no, that's really bad. You can't be doing that. But... We, uh, we ended up getting a number of agencies that thought this is a great idea. So we had a lady in Adelaide that wanted us to call 10 of her competitors. We had Auckland, we had Sydney, um, and we've had Brisbane as well. We've had Melbourne. So we've been kept busy. And, Michael, we did, um, we did the Adelaide report. And, my mm. goodness, when you sent it through to me, I was shocked at the absolute depth. It was like... 80 right. pages long. So I didn't realize what you were working on was so deep and there was, it was so thorough. But when we, we did a 13-minute interview out of this, just to have a chat about the results, generically not releasing anyone's identity. Mm-hmm. We can't release any agent's identity. Um, and we got so much talk. Like today, I was at a seminar and one of the first things people said, hey, we saw this interview. So when I heard all this talk, I realized we've got to turn this into a podcast and, and what a great idea. So to everyone to just be aware, this is going to be available on iTunes podcast, the app, but also on, um, on Android. If you've got an Android phone, again, Dennis is not yeah, happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Do any Androids, Podbean or whatever it's called. <laughs> so go to cool. Podbean, cool. download that, but look up. It's, you've got a pod. It, it's um, the, the Secret Shopper Files. So the secret shopper files, look that up and you'll be able to um, listen in the current between appointments or, of course, this is a video recording. Now, let's get started. Um, Now, Michael, with the report, again, it's just so comprehensive and so deep. Why did you come up with this report and this structure and these questions that are on there? Yeah. Look, Darren, there's nothing that I'm, that I'm asking on there that I wasn't asking when I was running my own business. So it's important for me as a business owner, as a principal, knowing exactly what was going out in the marketplace, not so I could reduce my fees and to kind of you know, race to the bottom, but to see what I could be doing better if, I, if other people are trying to do things and I could maybe do it better. Um, you know, finding out about their customer service, how does it match with ours? And you know what, Darren, Dennis, this is, this is not a new thing. People have been no. doing this for a very long time. Yeah. And, and now we're able to help other, other agents out in the marketplace mm. asking the questions that they're just too scared to ask. Yeah, it, it's quite, it's interesting, Darren, because in 2013 when I first started training, one of the first things that I got agencies to do or BDMs when I first started training was I needed to know what their rivals were doing so I could calculate and work out their points of difference and then we, we would, you know, jump on that. So I don't know how to improve an office in working on them if I know what their points of differences are. And a lot of BDMs, they don't even know 
So, you know, Michael being who he is, I remember when I trained Michael for a brief period of time, as everyone knows, he filled out that report in seconds. It was like he had a back to me, email to me. And I'm like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. So, mm. and, and as we know now, but, um, you know, you need to know what your points of differences are. So, yeah, correct. Know, yeah. And, yeah. And again, just as quickly, like uh, so many comments that we saw, Darren, when we were speaking about this previously and in social media, where agents say, I'm not focused on what other people are doing. I've got blinkers on and I'm moving forward. For me, not the case. And I know I speak for many other principals and agencies out there. That's not the case. We don't want to match your fees. We want to make sure that we're the best in the marketplace. And dominate yeah. in the marketplace. Yeah. And how to and, dominate in the marketplace. And I think it's, it's right for us to just say to everybody, hey, what is our true intention about this secret shopper? We are sick and tired of seeing people discounting. We are sick and tired of seeing a race to the bottom. And we want to do something about reversing that process. So in this podcast, we're going to be looking for fee opportunities and the, whole, the fee holes in the market and yep. showing you what sort of fees you should be charging, what sort of dollars extra you could be earning to reverse this discounting thing and also encouraging people, let's stop competing on fees. Instead, let's start competing on service and value. And that means quality points of difference and quality service. And that's what we achieve to do out of this Secret Absolutely. Shopper Files podcast. Yeah. Absolutely, Darren. And, and the aim is we're actually doing these reports for people to improve their businesses. Mm. We're doing Absolutely. it to help the industry. So, we're trying to raise the bar. So for our friends out there that felt a bit critical about what we've got to say, listen to our intention. But let's move on. That's a great introduction. Let's oh. now get into... If only we could share the feedback, right? I mean, all this is confidential. But the <laughs> that's, another, that's another story no, but, in itself. All yeah, the feedback that went on. But yeah, anyway. from, our, from our clients, the feedback has been exceptional. Absolutely. And, yeah, and absolutely. I'm, just, I'm just picturing that the excitement on their faces and, and, and when we went through the report, we finished it. And, and we spent a lot of time with them going through the report. Their worth was through the roof. Yeah, they got yeah. their pennies worth just going through the files with us, let alone what's going to be implemented after. So, guys, let, let's move on because people... We don't want to. We want to keep Let's talking. get into the meat. Let's get into the meat. All right, <laughs> let's immerse <laughs> ourselves. Let's now take ourselves on a Google map and we're now going to drop ourselves into the Adelaide market. Let's just put the scene out there, the landscape. It's, it was actually 14 competitors. We normally would do 10 for this type of report, but... 14 competitors now stretching right from deep Adelaide South right up to the actual city. So with our client that ordered the report, Michael, why was the spread? So it's like an hour, an hour and a half drive. Why yeah. did she want look, those particular competitors secret shop? Look, to be honest, Darren, she gave me 10, um, 10 agencies and I couldn't believe that so many agents were leaving so much money on the table. I didn't believe it. I went and did more. So I can actually see this is the case. So many agencies are doing so much for free. All right. And we're going to talk about the fees and we've got that coming up. But let's start first. Let's just come straight off the cab. What people are listening to this podcast for. Number one, they want to know what were the points of difference that you found across those 14 agencies when our secret shop and we can't reveal who it is and we cannot reveal the questions. That's our secret in the source. But what was... Um, what was the tip? What were some of the um, what were some of the the better points of difference? Let's start with those before we get to the bad ones. But what were some of the better points of difference that you found agencies using to differentiate themselves from their competitors? It was quite mixed in this marketplace, but um, the majority, I guess, played on the relationship and how great the relationship was with the landlords and with the tenants. 
um, and they were, I guess, uh, personable, personable. And um, then on the other spectrum, there were so many agents that we spoke to who just had no personality, like they could not connect or engage. It was purely transactional. And you weren't even speaking to the right person as well. Like no. It was needed. That was a bit, you know. So, you know, there, there, there was a mix there. There were officers that a receptionist would answer the phone but couldn't help answer basic questions. And then there'd be senior people that would answer the phone that couldn't help answer basic questions. But then there'd be smaller companies who would answer the phone, who could answer everything. And when you're kind of looking at all the things that they do differently, some of these points of difference is they're just kind of they're being relatable, they're being contactable, they're making things easy for the client. Mm. But so many of the agents that we've... Um, that we assessed, they're just not communicating. Uh, can I say also, when I'm in a seminar and I say, okay, what's your points of difference? Uh, they're, they're all lame. They're, there's really? just no substance of anything no. that would impress a prospective client right now that <laughs> want to use your agency over someone else. 100%. They're all saying, we collect rent. We find the best tenants. We have X amount of vacancy. We lease properties in X amount of days. None of them could show proof. None of them could actually, you know, verify any of that stuff. And they all sounded the same. It's like they went to the same training for it and that's all they know. But if you're an owner. So, okay. So who was the standout though? Who really did well, you know, I can't good tell points you of difference and what was said? Yeah, but not, don't yeah. say who, but, but what, what agent the said the right thing as in what, what did they say? What was the point of difference? There was a smaller agency and um, there was only a couple of people involved in there and they both managed portfolios or both owners of the business. Um, they, they were fantastic. I think they were brilliant. They, um, they could answer all the questions on the phone. They could actually show us um, you know, what they were doing, the properties that they were managing. Um, they could show us their REA reports. Um, no question was ever too hard or an inconvenience. They got back to you promptly. Um, you know, they were just... Superb. They, they did exactly as they promised. So you actually felt like they were actually wanting to help you rather than being um, like a systematic response, like a, you know. Correct. Yeah. yeah. They, they worked as verbatim Possible. like everyone else. They, yeah. were, they yeah. were adapting to what we were looking for, mm. you know, the, the property that we're assessing. Um, they, they were just brilliant. And I think, you know, Darren, I've mentioned this company to, you know, to you before and the whole outfit, you just, if you looked at this company, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that they were that fantastic mm. and they're leaving money on the table too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know who you're talking about, but let, let's just um, go back to now we've got a, another person making the phone calls, right? Correct. So, yeah. so Michael, help me. How are you knowing so much detail here? What, what, what's the deal? I mean, I have done some of the calls too because, you know, I like, I like to make the calls. So <laughs> just a word out there, if you get an Australian person calling you asking for... Um, you know, asking <laughs> we don't for want people to know exactly who it's going to be because now it seems like every phone call is going to come through. They're thinking it might be the secret shopper. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Darren, I know that you would have done a secret shopper on me one day when I was a BDM. I swear I can pinpoint <laughs> the conversation. I have okay. to look at my old but, files, but I don't okay. even think we ever got to yeah. narrow, mate. No, no, listen. <laughs> mate you cannot take the risk if it's another agent we all know i used to know when my rival agents were contacting me i knew i did it to them so you you cannot take the risk and you know what i used to throw it at them because i knew i was better than them so i didn't care and they weren't going to do it so it's all cool like you know you've just got to you'd never know so and you know i'm gonna say too like the, the thing is you won't know you're being secret shop because yeah. like we have a series of questions. If this, then that, um, there's no transactional element to it. We are legitimate people 
calling to inquire about a property. Real phone numbers, real emails, real people. You won't be able to tell. And that, that's what it's all about. And, and that's cool. So that's just before we move on from the points of difference. Is it fair to say because this section in the podcast is pretty lacking is because there is so much lack in quality points of difference out there. That's why it's I was empty. so excited. It was empty. But when we did this, um, this, this assessment, like how excited were we, especially with the client too, they mm. now know clear points of difference, what they can be saying above yeah. anyone else in their marketplace to stand out. Because yeah. they know already... for sure clearly what their competitors aren't doing and won't do. And it's just open the door and open their eyes. Oh my goodness, we're actually yeah. able to get so much more leverage quicker. Yeah, if you listen to the tone in her voice at the beginning of the conversation, then at the end of the report, they were two complete yeah. different tones. Yeah. She and felt empowered. Yeah, just big empowered. And you know what? Imagine taking that empowerment into a presentation. Mm. Mm. Oh, absolutely, it does. It takes you to a whole new level of of writing emails, having conversations, yeah. whatever. Writing your worth. You're doing. Yeah, big lifting time. your worth and, and confidence. Yeah. Okay, let's move away from points difference. Now, let's just talk about our overall. Um, service experience. Um, let's talk about um, uh, 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 the uh, re return of calls, return of messages, promptness in attending to your inquiry and your overall customer service experience. Give it out of a 10. What's your overall experience? I was pretty disappointed. Sorry, well, Mike, you've got to say something? because I know. Yeah, I know. Like, there's okay, a okay, pregnant okay. pause yeah. there. Why is here's, that? here's the rules. Out of 10, there's no seven. I can't make a seven because it's not, it's not fair on people. So overall average is a three. Three. Okay. So let's now, we talk, that's for 14 agencies. Um, mm. Let's talk about the good ones. What was the good ones like? Just outline what a good agency is with a good customer service experience. What is it? Uh, they make it easy for us as the consumer to process um, what we're trying to achieve with them. So buying a property, renting a property, they make it seamless. They know what they're talking about on the phone. They have easy reference points on their website, their social media, their Google, they're easy to find. And when you call them, you reach them. There's no going through another person, a third party, a message bank service. They're there. And, you know, even the smallest operation and the biggest operation can automate so much of what they're doing mm. to, to, to replicate that. Mm -hmm. But the bigger guys are having so many people underneath them that haven't got you know, inadequate training, not knowing what to say, and they're losing business. Yeah. And you know what? In that, and I'm not having any um, go at anyone that's new in the industry, but most of the time, not enough time is spent at that person at the front desk knowing who to put the phone call through to. So there certainly needs to be a lot more training in that area. I mean, Darren, we could make a number of phone calls on Monday morning to the agents that we actually, you know, called and said, hey, guys, if you just did... One, two, three, four, five. It's going to make a massive difference. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I'd love to just send an email out to all these people and say, hey, you got secret shopped and you need to do this and this, but they probably don't really care because they're so caught up in the business of their day or even possibly offended that they've been secret shopped when this stuff would really help them um, right. to, to yeah. improve if they knew. Yeah. So, but Darren, they also possibly don't even know that that's what's going on within their business as mm. well. So they're the mm. people that potentially need to get the report done even more. If they yeah. don't right. know what's going on with their own office, and, and you know, I'm just going to jump in and say, we also do this report on the office we're doing mm. it to. So if you're in Adelaide and you want to know how your office is doing, because we may have potentially um, called you, call us. <laughs> There's been more than 14 offices, but, but good point. And just want to say also out there, guys, we're talking about this report all the time. Go to secretshopper.com. 
www.ashleyfiles.com. That would take you straight to our strategic market report page. There's information on there about what we provide. We don't give a sample of all the questions that we ask or anything like that. That is a secret. But fill in the contact form, get in contact with us. Michael will no doubt contact you. You can have a chat about your market and what are the things that you want to get out that's going to help you to go and dominate in your market. So, all right, let's move on, guys. Now, actually, with the customer service experience, what are some really bad ones that came to mind from this Adelaide um, Adelaide uh, report? Oh, my gosh. Like when they don't return your call and like because we keep... How, how many? How many people didn't return your calls out of 14 approximately? Seven, seven probably. But on, but on wasn't one of them that you'd call three times? Yeah. yeah, half no, really. of them didn't even get back. And I say in sessions that even if you just call up everybody, have a system in place for every lead that comes through the office, that nothing is lost, there's accountability, that's a rent roll growth strategy in itself. And yep. Michael, seven yep. out of 14 is crazy. There so, was one agency that yeah. didn't actually call back at all. Yeah. Like at all. Their BDM would not call back. So can I just say, Darren, and I've openly been training on this for years, as you know, that um, when I first start training a BDM, I get them to call the rivals and we have the real same thing, not as in-depth stuff that we're doing. It's just the basics. And 87% of the people don't follow me up after they've sent me something. They've already, they've sent me stuff and they don't follow me up. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that, you know, the follow-up is such a pinnacle way of winning business and um, I've been training on this for nearly six years and people still don't listen. Yeah, so we know. followed up on our calls and we yeah. noted that in our report. So, yeah. that, you know, and because, you know, it might have been someone's always sick, like whatever the reason is, yeah. we made sure we followed up to find out a reason. But some, yeah. Darren, sometimes they just don't care. Mm. Like, you know, they've reached their target for, them for the month. Mm. They don't want to you know, roll it over. But the bosses it, it, need... There's so stuff. much business to be had, isn't there? I mean, you were licking your lips thinking if only you were an agency drop right in the middle of this marketplace. But we'll talk about that coming up. Let's move on. Let's move on to fees. And this is my favorite area, being a fee maximization trainer and coach. Um, and I've gone over the report. But firstly, over to you, Michael. What's your... Uh, Michael Sands appraisal on the fee scape. We, we got the management fee, the leasing fee, lease renewal fee, marketing fee, uh, routine inspection fees, monthly admin fees. We got the annual statement fees, tribunal fees. What was your feeling on this market with what you saw with what everyone was charging? A lot of them are going to go broke. And why is that? I mean, they all come up with yeah. fees that they must have checked what their expenses are and they know their cost per, per management, surely. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think they do. I mean, like I did a cost analysis on a lot of these um, fees and, you know, I know how to, how to run a business and like make it profitable and I couldn't understand how like all these things were included in a basic lower than market average fee. And I, they, I don't think they've called anyone to see what, what the market are charging. Yeah. And I think as a business owner... You let your, your BDMs and your staff kind of run and try and bring in the, you know, the doors, the new business, but have you checked if it's profitable? I, I know for what I saw, the agencies have not checked what the market is doing, and here is why. Because out of the 14, Michael, you and I, we saw there's four agencies were property management specialist agencies, which means they've got a lot more strong points difference to say to the owner, hey, we're not like the sales agent down the road that does property management parked on the side that's run by a business owner that's never done property management before. They've got strong points difference to say we are 100% serious about property management and we don't do sales. Yet those people somehow don't see their worth. Now, just for everybody, when I say rack rate, 
What I mean, rack rate is what's the normal sta acceptable standard of management fee and leasing fee because they're really the only two fees that owners generally care about mm -hmm. in general. So mm -hmm. the rack rate in Adelaide is actually 8% plus GST, which is 8.8. .8. So everybody knows out there, well, not everybody knows, Australia we have a 10% GST. So if we say 8.8%, you know that's including the GST, but it's 8% plus GST is the rack rate normal. That's been going on for 30 years because I've been in property management as a property manager in Adelaide. I started in 1989. Um, I've been frontline property manager in South Australia, so I know it's rack rate and also the letting fee is two weeks rent plus GST and for the Americans, we work by weekly denominations here over there, they're monthly, but two weeks rent plus GST is a rack rate accepted normal letting fee or leasing fee. And the um, and also in Adelaide has another rack rate, which is very typical, lease renewal fee is half that, the lease renewal fee is half that of the leasing fee, which is one week's rent plus GST. So it's 8.8% management fee, leasing fee 2.2 weeks rent, Lease renewal 1.1. So now we look at these four agencies. We're seeing um, we're seeing 6.5 percent, 6.9 percent. We're seeing 7.7 percent from quality property management focused agencies. Michael, what's your comment on that? What? Why? Why are they doing that? Because they don't know their worth. Well, they're certainly not utilising their major point of difference of being a property management only company that's interested in managing the investment and not selling it. Yeah. So that that there is a key factor in being specialty property management. You know, then um, so they're really not taking advantage of that. No, but, but that actually saddens me to hear that. And I'm yeah. looking at the report. They haven't costed know? out their fees properly, yeah. and they're leaving too much money on on the table, and they're just mm. charging what they think they're worth. Yeah. But I mean, Darren, you've got a whole session on you know knowing your worth and like you know what the plumber gets paid and the gardener gets paid, and you know I'm sure everyone can log into the um, into the portal to get get that info. Mm. But exactly that. They're not charging adequate amounts mm. to be sustainable. And some of these guys are great and you should be charging more. And I wish I could tell you who you were. I can't. I won't. I won't. Well done. I've just had some audio issues, guys, but we're still good. So sorry. I was just trying to play tech on my computer here. Let's move on. You guys can hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. perfect. All good. All right. So, okay. Now looking at these fees again, um, the letting fee rack rate normal 2.2 weeks, some of these quality officers are actually doing like one and a half weeks rent plus GST. Again, they're lowballing themselves. They don't need to. They just have to be confident in their points of difference, confident in their service and value. They've had to look people now and say, we're worth two weeks rent because and have a good response. So a bit disappointing around the, the letting fee, but having said that, there's some very Average agencies that we saw, which were the, the 10 or so out of the 14, they were, um, they, they were your sales officers, your typical real estate brands, dominant in sales, not so dominant in property management, getting their 8%, getting their two weeks rent. And of course, you know, when they're in the listing presentation and someone says, well, if you can match your fee with the other cheaper agent down the road, they, they might go and drop their fees, who knows? But this is what they're representing to us on the phone. Let's move on. The other fees that I saw, um, there were some agencies charging like $110 for a lease renewal fee when they don't have to. Um, I think we actually found one agency mm. that's not charging a lease renewal fee at all when yeah. um, they didn't need to. Um, also, uh, marketing fees were, were really down. What was your feeling on the marketing fees? What, what did you see there? I mean, they're very cheap. 
I mean, it's, it's very cheap. And I, I know what REA are charging um, for, for advertising. There are some guys there that they're not charging for it, so the company's paying for it, but they're not charging enough. I saw someone I mean, you know, that is not charging it. They said it's part of the, the leasing fee. Yeah, I mean, and, that's crazy. And, and, and internet marketing is not cheap. And the big portals in Australia that, take all, that, that everybody places their properties on are not cheap. And so they're just throwing, a lead, they're throwing money away, aren't they? Yeah, crazy. Okay. All right, moving on. We saw a very uh, we saw a very typical monthly admin fees. You know, around about that, um, you know, sort of that five dollars fifty. Really, really low. There was a couple of ten dollars in there. I remember. Mm. Um, but um, and also um, routine inspections. Oh my goodness! Um, Two thirds of agents don't charge, which is normal for South Australia. Of the third that do, we're seeing eleven dollars, twenty two dollars, thirty three dollars for a routine inspection. I, I, I'm dumbfounded because that wouldn't even that probably wouldn't even be paying for fuel and mileage. Uh, I, I was seeing eleven dollars and twenty two dollars twenty years ago, and mm. I, I don't understand, but I do because mm. people have got this wrong. Now it takes an hour to do a routine. That's drive time, booking time, do the inspection, do the work that's generated because you showed up at the property, getting the report ready, sending it to the owner. It's at least an hour all up. So what are we worth per hour, people? It's really, really easy to justify a fee because it's taking us an hour, two hours, three hours. We've got a good argument to the client or a good case. And to charge $99 for a routine, people, is not um, unreasonable given how much time it takes. Now, um, it, well, in the end, you're, meant to be, you're doing the report not just to cover the wage or lose money. You're meant to be making a profit as a business yourself. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, so that, well, People, people feel that, that a routine inspection shouldn't be charged. Uh, I remember my good friend, Gene Bennett from Florida. You know him, uh, uh, Dennis. And yep. I, Michael, I think you've met him. Um, yep. He came to Australia and he had a luncheon here that I sponsored in 2005. And he said, with my stupid, crazy Aussie accent trying to do American, he said, well, you Aussies, you do too much for free. You know, and my, one of my good friends who's an agent came to that, he went away, took it seriously, and now he charges for practically everything. He's the most expensive agent in Adelaide, still gets the business. Um, Adelaide, you do too much for free. Let, let's move on. Um, the yearly statement fees. Now, there's a third, two-thirds of agents don't charge. The ones that do charge are charging that $11, $22, or whatever. Um, guys, it's too low. Compared to if my accountant took my 12 monthly statements and put them together, then we are looking at a, probably a $400 charge of maybe two hours worth of work. You are saving the owner a lot of money. Your $22 and $33 and $11 and $2 that we saw in these reports is far too low. You could be doing a lot better. For example, $55 is not unknown and not unreasonable in the Adelaide market. In fact, Michael, I spoke to another Adelaide agent two days ago. He charges $110 for an annual statement or administration fee. I think he calls an annual administration fee $110. He signed up all his owners on it. And the other, the other month, he pressed the button to charge it. And out of 240 properties, he had six owners call up and a bit of pushback, and he renegotiated on those six. He right. said pressing of that button gave him 23 
thousand dollars guys this stuff is not an issue to owners they understand they understand that fees need to be charged there is yeah. no pushback on these types of fees or if anything very very minimal which is very easy to deal with so um okay. well Darren, just if i can just add you know it's interesting that you know all of our costs go up fuel electricity you know wages whatever the case is but you know you never see any of the fees in in real estate go up at all yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, a company can only wear so much just like ourselves, you know, we're running a business and our, you know, uh, Qantas flights or Uber costs, this, that, and the other keeps going up. Then yeah. so does our fees. Yeah. So, um, you know, and agencies just, you know, they, they just do it, they park it, they forget about it. And then, then they realize, hang on a minute. And hopefully this, the whole idea of this report is to show people that, you know, we are here to help them bring in more income for their companies, for their business, for their staff. I think too, like so many people think that because rents go up, that we get paid more money because rents go up. And if that percentage stays the same, when you think about it, if you're getting, I don't know, let's say a hundred dollars a property, I'm just pulling a figure here and it goes up a little bit in rent and you know, your fees, you might get a hundred and one dollar and three cents, but then you've got the wages, the, the fuel cost, the lights going on, everything else in the business. So it doesn't make sense. No. And tell me how many times have we seen rents going down? You know, yeah, um, so, I mean, <laughs> WA market, yep, South Australia market as well. You yep. know, so, um, I think every you know, the, the rents have gone down a lot, even in Queensland. I've seen um, rents coming down, they're only just starting to creep back up again now, yeah. Let, let, let's move on, guys. Now, I just want to say to everybody, we haven't got too much time more to spend on fees, but with an analysis and the big holes in this particular market, now I'm also hearing, guys, can you hear it? Did, did you hear it? Did you, did you hear people going on about that big butt? Yeah, the butt got I'm hearing it. You know what they're saying? They said, Darren, that sounds crazy. If I did that in my marketplace, my owners would leave or go down to the cheaper agent down the road or they just wouldn't sign up with me. It's not the truth, everybody. Watch your big butt. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Now, let me just talk about how much the big butt could actually cost because in this particular market, I've done some very basic general figures. And if you want specific figures on your business and what could actually be achieved in your business with your fee holes in your marketplace, get in contact with me, Darren at IGTmail.com, Darren at IGTmail.com. But um, I've actually worked out, guys, very conservatively. This is not a big estimate, a conservative estimate. We should be able to make an extra $300 per property for these agents in Adelaide, real easy, drop dead with your eyes shut. We could do a lot more with a bit yeah. more coaching. And a bit more help, but three hundred dollars. So the average agency of three hundred properties or three hundred doors, if the Americans are listening, that's an extra nearly a hundred grand a year. Hundred thousand dollars with the same amount of properties that you've got. That's around about eight thousand dollars a month. Michael, if you're a real estate agent, would eight grand a month come in handy? Of course it will. Of course it will. Mm. It would help my travel. Yeah. <laughs> it would help a lot of things and paying for a lot of resources, paying staff better. I'm sure that you've got a wish list out there of what they can do. Let's move on. Let's move on from the fees now. Let's talk about, um, you also assessed all of these 14 agents, Michael, about their online presence um, and their social media marketing. So tell me about what you found there. What was some of the good stuff? What was some of the not so good stuff? What did you find? Um, what do I start with? The negative or the positive? There Just were the um, first. Let's do the positive uh, first. Um, there were like one or two agents that had a really great and exceptional online presence. Mm. I could go to Google. I could find them. They were clear. They had all the things that we, we do in our search criteria for them. 
their social media was up to date. Addresses match social Addresses media, match. Google, the website. Opening, closing times, it was all perfect there. Mm. And you could tell who they were, you know, a bit about their story. But i got to tell you guys, my gosh, what's the largest website in the world? Facebook. No, Google. <laughs> hey, Facebook second. Well, no, YouTube is. Oh, YouTube second now, it is. Yeah. And like, i got to tell you, yeah. why aren't these agents on the two most searched and hit websites in the world? Yeah, and Google and uh, So what search terms did you use? Uh, property management, like near me, property management in that suburb. Um, but I would also go and look at their Google page and their Facebook page and their Instagram page and their YouTube page and every page they've got. A lot of them don't have YouTube. They don't have Instagram. They don't have a good Facebook page because it's all just flooded with, you know, the same things that we, that we speak rent, about. House, house for rent. House for rent, house for sale with no likes and there's three likes and there's the staff. And in a marketplace where like so much search content is done by video and voice search and all this um, you know, relevant um, criteria, these guys are failing at it. If you're an owner looking to find a property management company in the area that we assessed and many other areas, you won't find any videos for these agents. You won't find any quality social media for these pages besides a couple of them. And their videos, like there's no video channel. And when someone, even if, you know, oh, but I get my business from referrals or whatever, Darren, if you were to refer somebody to me, I'm going to still jump onto Google and have a look on social media to work out my own um, understanding and get my own um, rapport with the business. I'll still Google it, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, I, I won't go to their website straight away. I'll Google. Mm. So, you know, Google is such an important thing. Darren, you might say, hey, I was in Texas the other day and I, I went to this cafe, guys. Go and have a look. Yeah, great. This is what Darren liked, but I'm we going to Google, Google it. it. And I'm going to read the Google reviews. And how many reviews did we see? There's a bad review and no responses. Mm. Oh, no. no response, was there? There's no response. Because no. we're going to get bad reviews, right? Bad reviews are going to happen. It's how you respond, Michael, is what you teach, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like, there are so many of the negative reviews. And yes, tenants leave bad reviews. Like, it happens. But you're not being judged on the tenant review. You're being judged on how you reply to that review. Yeah, because if there's no reply, that the... the, the the potential landlord reading this review thinks, well, it is the, what it the is. tenant was right. Yeah. yeah. It is like we, we looked at someone yesterday, um, you know, we'll talk about it another time, but they were 3.6 out of five stars. Like a good agency. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, you know, and they weren't, they weren't answering the reviews. But you know what? It was interesting because when we spoke to them, we asked them, they didn't know how. You know? They weren't aware. Yeah. But, and that's the same thing, Darren. We'll, we'll go back to it. The reason why... They haven't got YouTube, they haven't got Instagram, they haven't got Facebook, they haven't got a good um, online presence. They don't know how. And the business owners who have been doing sales and they've been flying high and they just they don't know about this stuff. Mm. And they mm. expect the younger guys of the team to know it. But they don't and they're not doing it and they're failing. And if they don't do it now, they won't be in 10 years' time. Real estate is a social media business and it just so happens that we sell, rent, lease property. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how many robots and computer systems and programs come into real estate, there's always going to be a, a person. There's always going to be communication between a person. There's always going to be a, a real person involved. So why the heck aren't real estate agents being more personable through video, through video messages, through social media, etc.? Because mm. people want to see you. I, I can't stand getting an email from someone and I don't see a face in the email. You know, to me that, you know, even something as little as that, Someone rings me up, I'm straight away onto Google looking up the website because I want to look at the person. And I want, you know, I want to get personable with Yeah, them. and Darren, we're going on to like all the, the, the largest property um, um, websites in Australia 
and they don't have custom bios. They've got the same bio that the website has given them. They don't have headshots. They don't have company bios or company logos. They're just like non-existent. There's a lot of bad news and we get it. There's a lot of wasteland, nothing. What were some of the good ones that you saw? I mean, out of the 14, how many actually had a solid online presence? Oh, look, out of the ones we assess, I'd say the one actually did it well. One. Like one did it, you know, probably one. One Wow. Yeah. And you know what, Darren? I mean, you've seen the report. I actually show you in the report who is doing what. So, you know, our client is actually, they can see clearly. Yeah, there were so many holes in, 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 and opportunities in that market. Now, again, social media, it's been around for 10 years now, uh, solid. Um, it is now completely transformed advertising and marketing. That is not new news. Everyone should know that, just like the internet is here. Um, so if we know how important social media marketing is now, Michael, what were your findings from Facebook, Instagram, um, and and link and LinkedIn. What what did you see in this report here? What what did you find? Uh, I think some companies must have external companies doing some of their social yeah. media, and they do it really poorly. So how would you know? Well, because like they're using like articles. You know, they'll post articles from like governing bodies. They'll post Is properties the um, that stuff? they've had for rental and stuff. Is the yeah, relevant, but they're not being relevant, relevant to the local. Yeah, it's no not relevant being content. relevant to the local community, the local town who you're meant to be supporting. There's nothing interesting on their pages, like nothing inter- interesting at all. Um, it's and not, it's I mean, not hard to do a video on the side of a road saying, you know, the local council's just approved a new hospital that's going to get built here. It could be a 30-second video. Mm-hmm. Put that on your on your Facebook, and that's better than an article that nobody cares about. You know, I, I think, you know, people are scared to use Facebook. I mean, like, they don't want to give their staff Facebook because they may not meet the guidelines or the owners don't know how to do it or they're scared to get in front of a camera, or they don't know how to write content, or you know, they just don't know. Uh, the good news is we can help. That's right. <laughs> well, how many hours of Facebook content, social media training have we got in our portal, Darren? Mm. You know, I, I'm going to say there's about 18 hours of content. Uh, I'm correct. We did a two-day event plus. just on social yeah. media marketing, <laughs> Grow Your Rent Roll. I mean, there was... Yeah, we've got recorded 10 hours and that's available to our IGT exclusive members in the portal. But I didn't want to make this a plug for that. But let's go back to... But there's resources out there to teach people how to do... It it is there. It is there and people aren't doing anything. All right. So I think we've established out of the 14 agencies, it really wasn't much impressive. But surely there was one or two standouts. Can you talk about that, Michael? On the social media, there was probably, again, one, one company in particular, they were very good. They were consistent on all platforms. They varied the type of posts that they did. They were engaging. I know I knew who I was speaking with before I even spoke to them. Mm. You, know, you, know, Michael, I, I, you know what I fear with these, with these reports we're doing? We're going to be saying the same story again in our next podcast, that it's just a wasteland of what they should be doing. And I'm hoping people, when they're listening to this, look at your own social media marketing, look at your online presence, see what's going on and how are you able to impact that prospective client that's looking right now and wants to speak to somebody. So I just think, Darren, though, our clients who we did the reports for, I guess they don't mind if the other people are the same. They're, they're loving it. They're loving it. Okay, yeah, so they're getting everything. Let, let, let's start now moving to, to the next final question. And okay, so the client has now got this report. And again, if you want more information on this, everybody go to secretshopperfiles.com, secretshopperfiles.com. There is a, a description about the report there. There is an order form, but 
you don't not ready to purchase at the moment, just go to the contact form. If you want to speak to Michael, fill that in and he'll be in touch. But okay, Michael, so the client has now got the report. It was it was 80, 80 pages. I was there as you delivered it. She got a lot out of it. But right now, what are the top three or four things that this agency needs to be doing now that she knows there's so much uh, not happening in her market? She's now knowing so much more than what she didn't know before. What what should she be doing now to take steps to dominate? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And um, I think now she really knows what she should be doing too. Um, you know, not, not a massive company, but a good-sized company. And she knows now that she has to start doing video, you know, and, and engaging content. She knows now that, you know, the type of fees that she, she should be charging um, for her business. She knows what other people are doing and she knew what she was doing. Now she knows how to 10x what she's doing, what she should be saying to, you know, to, to win the new business, to get more comfort, for, give more comfort to the new, new business prospects. Um, and, and just her general, um, her general online presence. These, these few things that if she does now, she will just be one of the most um, prominent visible agents in the area. Mm. Now, how excited was she? I mean, what were some of the comments that oh. she gave to you? What, what was she saying? She was riveted at, at the end of it. I mean, at the start, I think she was a bit apprehensive because um, she wasn't really sure where they sat. And again, that, that, they're, they're boutique. Like, they offer great level, great level service. Um, but for her, I mean, I think there was this newfound strength that she knew her value, her, her place, and what she had to do to go forward. You know, we gave her some guidance and some structure around that. But, I mean, like her response was like she was um, empowered. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. And I, and I know that, you know, with these reports as well, you only have to see what fees you're not charging compared to what you, your competitors might be doing and you can really make some serious dollars. But I, I think this has been a great first podcast for us, Michael. Well done. Uh, again, if you want to get in contact with Michael, just go to my, uh, email michael at igtmail. Dot com. That's michael at igtmail.com. Or just go to inspiregrowthtraining.com, contact us there, or secretshopperfiles.com. Fill in the contact form if you want to talk, Michael, specifically on Secret Shopper. I'm really pleased with this first podcast, Michael. Um, uh, my Dennis has disappeared, but I think we'll just say goodbye. Any, any, uh, anything else you want to add? Well, you know, again, if anyone has any questions, I'm, I'm happy to help. We, you know, we're here to help. Um, happy to do some more um phone calls for people and uh yeah if um if i'm calling your marketplace look out now we've got auckland coming up we've got an auckland report to do in a podcast what other what other um, um areas have we got in the pipeline for for our listeners and our audience to look forward to well i mean let, let's just go state-based you know queensland new south wales victoria south australia um western australia we've got new zealand um north island south island mm. we've also got a few states in the usa um, we, we, we got we got a job in uh, Phoenix, didn't we? Arizona, someone once us, and also uh, Florida as well, I believe. Got uh, a couple, yeah. And yeah. drum roll, we're also doing the UK. Look uh, out! <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to mix up everybody. We want to give you a good view of what's going on in the individual markets, what the good stuff is, what the bad stuff is. We're not into revealing who people are. It's all about showing you what points of difference you can be doing so we're not competing on fees anymore, but we're competing on service. And let's make this industry more profitable. Let's stop this silly competing on fees. Let's reverse this discounting and let's all enjoy a profitable property management industry. Guys, lads, I'm really, thank, uh, thank you for your time. 
Um, and we'll see everybody in the next podcast. No Thank you. Bye. Take care, everyone.